the local store and they they sell meth uh, edibles. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, it's just like right next to the chips rack. They have the mm-hmm. same thing, but for meth. You can get yeah. it in Cool Ranch. You can get it in like spicy. Yeah, cheese. But, oh, come on, come on, come on. You can't get it in the in the bags like that, the, where you can't see the product. That's a ripoff. It's mostly air. No, no, they're clear bags, but they have okay. like the they have the flavor emblazoned as a oh, logo on it. Oh, so it's, it's it. closer to like the the homemade uh, beef jerky that they have here in Kentucky. Okay, okay. Heisenberg blue raspberry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a dumb bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, unlike all our other bits we do on this podcast, which yeah. is like sophisticated. <laughs> all right, let's let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for another thrilling D and D adventure. Joining me here today, we have Daniel playing Chedfleet, K Hall in a closet playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajux. You want us to clarify that statement for you at all, Christopher, or are you just good throwing that out I, there? I think he nailed it. Like, I, I think he I, got I, it in one. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's mail-in bait. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're, we're just going to pass right over that, then. Yeah. Uh, who wants to give us a Desmond's recap of what closet. happened last time? Uh, we met a funny toad. Frog. Yep. Funny toad. A frog. Um, no, a funny frog it? named Toady. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. I, I, thought, he, I thought he was it's... explicitly a toad. No, he was. A, nope. He was a frog named. Well, he wasn't named Toady. He said he was a Toady. Yeah. That was the name he chose to go by, and we mm-hmm. honored it. Um. So yeah, we stepped through a door in Lori's uh vault of clown fuckery and yep. ended up in the astral sea and yep. then we met toady and toady was like hey yo you're in the astral sea and we we're like oh that's not where we wanted to be and toady was like yes that's correct <laughs> and so now we got a boat yeah i was about to say we're taking the boat and we are going to sail our way ah some of us think we're gonna sail back to the prime material and i wish them the best with that well as you recall uh, the toady mentioned that the boat is powered by intent. That's how you yeah. steer it. And mm-hmm. Falrock is at the helm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but is it like Falrock's at the helm? But we're all we're all putting our intent into the big. <laughs> That's true. Leyland Leyland does have a hand pot. in it. He is saying yeah. ding. Yes. He's saying yes. ding. He's I was keeping to remember. Engine... I couldn't remember what I was supposed to say. Yeah, yeah, because it's a dinghy. Yeah. And then Desmond is um, probably doing sea shanties, and I'm trimming the mizzens, and Ched is on lookout. I believe Desmond's last location was like George Washingtoning up at the up on the prow. Yep. So if anyone's intent matters for this boat, it's Desmond's. You just immediately tip off the nearest waterfall. Yeah, because <laughs> like, the elemental plane of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> What are, I guess our boat would still float in there. I mean, yeah. the little known fact about the multiverse, the elemental plane of alcohol has been the elemental plane of fire for the past <laughs> some two billion years. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> no, that, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, 
You are in an astral skiff, which is a small boat that appears to be made from a beaten bronze that glows faintly in the starry nebulous, and I mean nebulous here as in full of nebulae instead of like cloudy and uncertain, although it is also that, yep. um, astral sea. Uh, it has a single sail, which is uh, made of what appears to be like semi-translucent golden cloth. There's a, a crow's nest mm-hmm. helm uh, sort of towards the back. There are oars uh, that sort of sit off the sides, but they like it looks like they are attached to the hull as decorations. They don't actually go through into the interior oh. of the boat. <laughs> okay. Uh, and there is a, yeah, um, you know how boats have like the the wake at the front that's just water splashing up again. It's like that, but it's the same quartz crystal that formed the platform you guys were standing on previously. Oh, it's now like a breaking okay. wave at the front. Okay. Um, I I go up the quarter splanch and uh-huh. talk to. Uh, I assume probably like Fall Rock is up there. I I have to raise my voice a little bit to be heard over the dinging of the engine. Ding. Um, <laughs> Fall Rock, um, when we reach our destination, whatever that may be, wherever the winds may take us, because um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still not convinced you can actually control the winds to take you somewhere specific. I, I think that's something sailors make up. Uh, when we get there, how are we going to know which funky cloud to jump into? Because, uh, previously I very nearly plunged myself into the elemental plane of water and was only stopped by a frog. So what's our plan for identifying, uh, the correct portal? Because if, if Desmond licks one of these, I don't think it'll be reversibly fatal. (laughs) That's a callback. (laughs) That's a that's a callback to like five episodes, six episodes ago. <laughs> a deep cut. Well, honestly, I kind of just figured that the boat would end up taking us into one. Because when I asked Tony that, I didn't get an answer at all. Well, so, you know, just kind right. of going with it because that's sort of what he mentioned we should do is just go wherever it takes us. Cool. Keep up the good work, Leyland. Ding. <laughs> So, so dumb. <laughs> and I, we've confirmed that applying wind to the sail does not seem to have any effect. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I, the very last thing that happened in the 100th episode was you rolled the d6. Yep. It, oh, yeah, that's right. As yeah, always, yeah, yeah. produced the windy thing, and the wind did absolutely nothing to the sail. Okay. Yep. I've yep. got a compass with the. Uh, it's just blank, and it just kind of spins around sometimes. Well, like you mentioned. Ter- Tarjex mentioned wind, but there isn't wind here, right? No, there is no wind. I mean, there's always wind when Tarjex hikos around. Except here. No, I bring wind with me. Tarjex has, like, a a one-foot wind shell (laughs) that extends around his body. Yeah, it's just a little bit breezy around me. Also... I, uh, that cut that I've got in my side into what I can only assume is some sort of elemental plane of awesome. It's, I've just been packing extra storm in there whenever we have a moment. So what it's do like, you mean by that? <laughs> so, um, 
So every morning, like normally when you would do like yoga and stuff, um, same process, but imagine if you will, the pose is like tree pose, arms stretched overhead, but um, you tilt about five degrees to the right to really expose your ribs. And if you had like a supernatural rent in your side, it would kind of, you know, open it up a little bit. And uh, you do that and you face directly into the wind and you, uh, you just get some wind in there. Okay. <laughs> I would like to remind you that the only wind here is the wind that you brought with you. Yes. I, I brought lots of it. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So, you are a-sailing across the Astral Sea, and you, uh, you're passing by a lot of these nebulae. They have different, they're all different sizes, all different colors. Um, some of them sparkle, some of them don't. Stars are whizzing by, occasionally close enough that you could just, like, sort of reach up and pluck one out of the Astral Sea, which... Uh, I definitely want to try that. Is okay. the ship like... uh, no, you don't. <laughs> is the ship like bobbing up and down, like we're actually sailing? It does feel almost identical to like you uh, oh. to a sailing ship. That's awesome. Despite the fact that there is no water, and indeed the only <laughs> evidence that you are like on anything is that sort of crystal splash at the front. Does it make? boat splashing sounds or is it like the squeak of crystal or is it just silent it sounds like wind chimes okay um yeah i guess i keep an eye out for like oceanic life if we see like a whale despite our conversation with mr toady this is surprisingly pleasant also if we pass close enough to a portal i'm gonna flick a copper piece into it just to see what happens okay that won't be too terribly difficult as you Pass by a particularly large and luminous green yeah. uh, nebula. You, just you know of... what? I flick a whole gold piece into it for wow. good luck. Wow. Big spender over here. What Big spender. The... Uh, those of you listening at home, add that to the scoreboard of gold we've thrown at magical phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> it vanishes into the cloud. And somewhere, someone has just become one gold richer. Mm-hmm. If that concept exists in that world. And so they're going to start a, a whole religion around standard. it. So this is, this is where I'm announcing my spinoff podcast, which <laughs> is about the orphan girl who finds a gold piece that just falls out of the sky in front of her. <laughs> and, uses and she it. has to go on a quest to find out who this Jux is. Exactly. Because obviously currency is stamped with the face of Jux. She's, she's been chosen by in Jux. In Jux we trust. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get to play that spinoff one day, I hope. One day. Mm-hmm. She gathers a ragtag team of other orphans and they <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it just becomes kids riding bikes. We'll we'll play that that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could use like Tales from the Loop or something. Uh huh. It'd be great. Anyway. Uh so you're saying along Desmond, what are you up to on this gift? This is kind of your your home turf. Well, it, it's like somebody transplanted your home turf into a vast otherworldly sea that connects all the other planes of existence, but you get the idea. I imagine he's just in sensory overload and just is trying to play it off as best he can. Like, just stationary with, like... Because this is uh, something he would have, you know, 
can barely conceive of on the open ocean, but now here he is using the stars themselves to navigate the stars instead of the, the ocean. So I imagine he's just kind of like staring off into nothing that's just trying to see what the horizon is, trying to get his bearing. So is this, would sailing the stars, would you describe that as a dream of Desmond's or a fear of Desmond's? <laughs> Uh, probably more of a fear. <laughs> Let's be honest here. So. Okay, interesting. Ding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Leyland. You're doing an admirable job. <laughs> uh, right. So you are sailing along. You do like if you wanted to take a chance at trying to catch a star, you would certainly have the opportunity to do so. I would. What kind of role would that be? Uh, probably just like a dexterity check. What's your wait? What kind? Of, can you touch a star? Why not? We, we <laughs> could find out. Okay, we we couldn't touch the like gas. I rolled a fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Desmond, as you're sort of standing up on the the prow of the ship, looking out, um, a star sort of passes by, and you just kind of reach a hand out and catch it. As uh, as you sail past, it's um, it's actually a gold coin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not quite. Um, it's a little golden sphere about I don't know about the size of a quarter. Um, and it weighs like twenty quintillion pounds. Not quite. Stars work a little differently out here than they do in the. Uh, yeah, in the prime material. Um, it emits a soft light. Um, as you hold it, it sort of fades from gold to more of a, a silver in color. Okay. Does it seem like I can just kind of hold on to it? or? Mm-hmm. It's a little warm. Not like hot. It's like somebody else was holding it before you kind of warm. I put it in a bottle and stop at the top when it's like dim and go out. No, it continues glowing after like, if you watch it for a couple of minutes, it'll, it'll warm back up to gold again and then fade okay. back down to silver. So I'm going to take an old healing bottle and I'm going to put the star in it without a stopper on it and just wear it around the net, like a necklace, I think next to the, next to the ice. Next to your, your crude holy symbol, yes. My crude holy symbol, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, so you are you are sailing along. Farak, after a, a short while, time is difficult to measure out here, um, you feel like a sort of tugging at the wheel of the ship. Which okay. heretofore, like I, I don't know. Have you been actually steering it, or you just been like resting your hands? I've kind of been resting my hands, and like if there was anything that looked dangerous, which I mean, it or different, I guess, than just standard background astral sea, um, I'd try to steer out of the way. But like, I'm guessing nothing's really been going on. It's been smooth sailing, so I've kind of just been resting on it. Okay, as you've been sailing. You'll, you've noticed that the wheel will occasionally uh, sort of turn itself, never forcefully. It just kind of lazily lists one way or the other to sort of go around Nebula. You, you don't really have to do much steering. 
Um, this is a more sort of violent jerk against the direction that you're going. Oh, just like totally about face? Uh, it The wheel feels like it's trying to spin uncontrollably. Like like they do in cartoons where they'll just like bap it and it'll spin forever. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Um, I kind of let it lean in one direction, but don't let it spin uncontrollably? When it spins, is the rest of the boat spinning or are we still like cruising along okay? The boat tends to move along with the uh, the way the wheel is turning. So it's more like a car really than a boat in terms of turn radius. Okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah, I'm not going to let it just spin uncontrollably, but if it wants to turn that direction, I'll let us turn that direction. How about that? Okay. I need to make a check to control or something, or...? Uh, you, if you wanted to resist the pull, that would be a check if you're just going to sort of let it push, um, on its own, then that's fine. As long it's, it seems content with moving in that direction, if not as quickly as it wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't want the ship to just suddenly 90 degree flip. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll take a more gentler arc. Okay, uh, you start to uh, sort of turn, and you're kind of almost like drifting around a sort of squat, dark purple nebula. Um, and as you as you kind of pass around it, you see on the other side coming into view what appears to be a whirlpool that oh. is at a guess, probably 10 to 15 miles across. Um, and at the center of this whirlpool is a cluster of large tentacles. Nope. Do I need to ding more, guys? <laughs> um, you need to ding in reverse. <laughs> No, I don't. Think, no, Nid. I don't. Gnid, 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 like a gnat. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> probably not going to come through the best. <laughs> uh, I'm going to forcibly turn the wheel away from the whirlpool, and then we should probably get out the oars. The oars don't work; they're ornamental. You know what? We haven't actually put them into the water and tried to row with them. Well, that's the thing is that they're like, they're oars, but they don't extend into the interior of the ship. They are just on the outside. Oh, oh they just sit there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it looks right. like somebody sawed in a bunch of oars in half and glued the ends of them to the outside of the ship. That's perfect. Jeez. Okay. So I could yeah. get, I could get out and I could give us a boost. Push? Um, yeah, I can push us. Is that sure? All right, I nah, I'm making I vault the... over the side of the ship. What I... happens when I touch the plane of motion? Does it form crystal, or do I just plunge into the abyss? Uh, depends. Are you hopping off feet first, or no? Yes. 
then you will land on a plane of crystal and the boat just kind of shoom away from you. Okay. Um, oh. How fast is the boat moving? It's moving pretty fast. <laughs> hmm. Oh. Like faster than 60 feet I, I, I wave. I wave by it. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the back of the boat just like, bye. Ding. <laughs> Uh, 60 feet per second or per round faster is it moving faster than 10 feet per second um probably what's its, what's its move speed I'm probably. Trying to... it's it's moving at a fair clip it is starting to slow down as Falrock like tries to twist it away from this whirlpool okay speaking of which Falrock could you please make a strength check for me of course uh, that is a 16. Okay, yeah. So you you sort of wrench the, the wheel away, and you're now fighting to keep the boat kind of running uh, perpendicular to the outside of this giant whirlpool. Um, the boat slows down a little bit. Terajux, you feel like you might be able to catch up while it's while it's sort of fighting over what direction it wants to go. Okay, I move 120 feet per round in its direction. Zip. All right, Terajux uh, manages to catch back up. Is this something where like the boat is has enough horsepower to escape the whirlpool, or does it still need a kick? Hard to say. Well, um, I'm gonna stay sort of hovering over off the edge, ready in case like. If I see the boat starts to pitch and like dig into the whirlpool and fall, I am going to cast Gust of Wind. Okay. I believe we established... I, are, you're not casting at the sail. You'd be casting at like the boat itself. Yeah, just the hole. It, okay. it pushes 15 feet, so I figured that's... It's a boat, you know? It'll get pushed. Okay. Um... But I'm holding off on that, and I want to see if uh, Fall Rock's... Uh, previously unexplored uh, sailing skills are enough because who knows if this boat is amenable to being shoved around by a gust. It's a good question. Uh, right. So you are you are trying to cross the plane of the of the whirlpool without actually stepping in or sailing into it any further than you already have. Uh, the boat continues to fight. So, Farrakh, you are... Like, if you let go of this wheel, you guys are just going to immediately dip directly into the center. Um, can I see anything in the center besides tentacles? It's... Like a gas station, maybe? <laughs> a 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's difficult to say. Um, the space around, like, the base of the tentacles is kind of hazy. Gotcha. Um, and as, as you are, you know, sort of struggling, well, Falrock is struggling. The rest of you are kind of just like watching Falrock heroically hold the boat on course. Um, one of the tentacles nearest to you, um, the end of it sort of makes a circular motion and a hole in the astral sea appears above it and it plunges through and a hole opens above the boat and the end of the tentacle comes out and it is going to attempt to either 
smash the boat into the whirlpool, or at the very least, break the sail off. Uh-oh. Would you like to do something about this? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, um... Like, what, how, how thick is the tentacle? 30 feet. Whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um... Someone released the astral kraken on us. Yeah. Um... I'm I'm gonna shoot my heavy crossbow at it with a flaming arrow. Okay. Don't I have like the ability to call on my deity for aid? It's like rolling a D one hundred or something, right? Um is that a, is that a spell? No, it's like a divine feature. Okay. You I'll look it up. into that. It's not a spell. No, it's a design feature. <laughs> it's like a divine thing. I don't know. Okay, all right. I was like, design is feature. that a bug? No, that's a feature. <laughs> all right. That is a total of 29 to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that'll... 29 will get there. Okay. I'm I just making sure. All right. And that is... Uh, 10 damage from the bolt. And a another five fire damage from the flaming arrow. Okay. Twelve. The tentacle uh, sort of flinches away from the arrow that you have just shot at it, or the the bolt rather. Um, and where before it was kind of just like a long, standard, you know, plain conical tentacle, it splits. Into oh God! Roughly thirty sub tentacles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Call your deity. So, <laughs> okay. So how this works is beginning at tenth level, I can call on my deity to intervene on my behalf when my need is great. Um, I describe the assistance I need and then roll a percentile die. I rolled a two. So if Joe says that it. It's a, oh wait, no! If you roll a number equal or lower to your cleric level, the deity intervenes. So basically, I'm just gonna be—I'm just gonna ask for an eject button to the prime material. Interesting. Interesting that you left that sort of sit for this long. Well, nope. we weren't—we weren't in peril until now. That's fair. Uh, DM chooses the nature of the intervention. The effect of any cleric spell or cleric domain spell would be appropriate. If um, if your deity intervenes, you can't use this feature for another seven days. Okay. Yes. All right. So, tell me exactly what you what you say. Tell me how you go about invoking Aquila. Uh. Well, basically, he's going to go, oh, great and powerful Aquila in, like, the most dripping of sarcasm um, <laughs> tone he can muster. Uh, please aid me and my friends in our desperate cosmic battle. And he's going to, like, send her a mental image of, like, this cartoon drawing and crayon of a magic eject button. Like, it just says eject with a big red, big red <laughs> circle. He pushes it. Like, a cloud appears, and then everybody gets sucked into this little void hole, and then we pop out where we're supposed to. Um, That's okay. like Desmond's five-part plan. <laughs> where where we're supposed to? Yeah, like, yeah. 
Um, Where's where we're supposed to? No, 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 no. He nailed it in one. Don't yeah. let Aquila choose. Okay. <laughs> Definitely let Aquila choose. Yes, I'm cool with that. <laughs> okay. So Desmond sees this tentacle split into a lot of smaller tentacles <laughs> that are reaching for the ship, wrapping around various bits and bobs. Um, Terrajux, Chad are sort of hacking at them with whatever implements they have readily available. Um, and then the next, you hear, you hear all of you hear um, a soft sort of feminine laugh that seems to be coming from inside your own head. And then you're sitting in the middle Mark? of a body of bona fide, actual, real, material plain water. Because we're actually drowning in it, except no, for me. you're still in the skiff. <laughs> Um, okay. The okay. skiff is not floating super well. <laughs> yeah. Nearest point of land. Yet, but it is made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, did the, did the point tentacles? Of land. Can we what just happened? Can we see land? You. Everybody make perception checks real quick for me. I fly up 60 feet in the air and then make my perception check. Okay, you can have advantage. Awesome. I rolled a... I'm rolling good tonight. We should... 16. We should roll more. <laughs> should roll more. 25. 18. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, add 23. <laughs> Alright, everybody do that one more time and not all at the same time. I crit. Okay. I had a 16. 25. 23. Everybody is able to see the collection of wooden platforms and buildings that appears to be situated in the middle of this body of water. Um, about 150 yards away. Does it look like Damn. where we? Does it look like Lori's den? Or? No, not even it's a little the Abbey. bit. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Oh no! 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 <laughs> Desmond, you're not going to speak a word. All right. But we're we going. don't even have to go there. We could swim somewhere else, right? The yeah. Abbey no, we're the in the Eversea. That's yeah. the Abbey. Yeah, but we can. We don't have to go to that point. We can hey, go Chen, somewhere else. Hey, rustle us up some dolphins. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna do something <laughs> like that. I don't. I don't think I have access to dolphins, but uh, let's see. <laughs> Maybe a friendly Dolphin. shark? Okay, but I want you to consider, Waffle, these would be fey dolphins. Yeah, that sounds even more awesome. These are like, these are the creatures taken from a, uh, what's, Lisa, Lisa Frank? Is she, that's the one with like the Technicolor yeah. folders. Really yeah. These dolphins are taken directly from her art, and they are... Like, they're chaotic, chaotic on the alignment scale. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, you're just describing a good time. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a long way from our, from our ship, though. So if we... Mm -hmm. Yeah, if the, we biggest, just... the biggest thing that I can summon for four people are giant seahorses. <laughs> Um, I don't think those can carry any of us. 
Well, no, they're, we're just they're giant. Giants. Like seahorse eggs. They are, you know, they're, considered, they're considered large creatures. Okay. Just imagine this argument in the boat is slowly. <laughs> yeah. So just imagine they're sinking. they're literal horses, <laughs> the size of a horse. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're arguing as the ship is sinking. Of course. Hey, okay. I'll fine. I'll be the one to say it. Farah, Desmond, what's so bad about the Abbey? I There's... thought you were All right, from so there. Right. So Desmond's not exactly welcome at the Abbey. I am. I've got no problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like a job for the Tarjax Heiko disguise kit. <laughs> you realize no anything you've got is just going to wash off on the swim over. No, 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 no. You see, I specially ordered some waterproof inks for exactly this purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Desmond, uh, start coming up with your persona. That's a really funny way of showing it. <laughs> you want me to ask for help more? Fine. <laughs> This is how you get me not to ask for help. I yell to nobody <laughs> in particular. All right, Desmond, start coming up with your backstory. And I'm Ooh. I'm sifting through my belongings for, you know, like false mustaches, uh, fake eyebrows, uh, nose putty. The... His name is Benny. I'm, we found him on the Astral I'm Sea. I'm blue. I'm literally blue. That's really? You're going to mention no, no, the, we, the we Astral Sea? <laughs> yeah. We give him a mustache. It'll be fine. A mustache is and there... a pair of glasses. I could I could yeah. polymorph him into a, an animal. <laughs> it doesn't last very long, There's does it? Probably it like someone. I don't know. I I think we just need to be very careful in the Abbey. Like, so as oh, certainly, the... yeah. But you know, <laughs> we're close to Jux. It could be a. I'm sure there's some uh, true churchers infiltrated it. Like. Yeah. As the uh, as the boat continues to sink, that golden <laughs> sail when it touches the water, it starts to like spark and fizz. Uh, <laughs> guess we're swimming. Well, okay. So here's the thing: well, is yeah, I can we're drive it, drive this I thing can over. Get, I can get myself and one other person over there. Um, I can, I can cast fly on somebody else. Uh, okay. Ched can fly. Desmond, yeah, you're. I you can, can just swim just fine. The, the water and just make a path, right? Like, yeah, that's an option. Okay. It will. What? Why like, exactly are you not welcome at the Abbey? Ray He's Frost. a pirate. I'm a, I'm a bad boy. Are, is the is the Abbey not pirates too? They're on the water. Nope. He he's the people that steal from the shipments to the Abbey. No. Oh. Okay. But you know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. There's wanted posters. I didn't know you were wanted until you told me so. So I'm a really good bad boy pirate. <laughs> you know, it, as long as we don't bring it up, that maybe they don't even know you. You know, yeah, uh, like I do bad things for good reasons. I never killed anybody that didn't deserve it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I um, I'm gonna help Desmond get a disguise going as we are. I guess we're just abandoning the skiff to the watery mm -hmm. depths and we're walking you across should... an icy. Yep. I'm going to We should up. probably send a message to uh, Basil and Ivy that we won't be back for a bit. Well, they won't you know, be back for a bit actually, either. Well, cause... the tree, then I sure hope the tree's defenses were left up. You know, it would be oh, better. Have it on? We <laughs> could send a message to our rich 
powerful undead benefactor and explain we have the items and where we are and she could give us a lift true we there is a a town at shore we just have to get our away to that shore you know we have no idea how long it's been true it's true we could ask that too I think ascending message. You even know when it was. <laughs> like we, well, we don't really keep. We have to remember, sending messages can also be intercepted too. Yeah. Well, we we'd be very vague about it. <laughs> now, okay, yeah. so here's here's the thing. Um, Lori knows more about us than we know about Lori, so I think if we like alluded to some very vague details about ourselves, she would probably know those because spies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we could use like a a location that is from Fall Rock's past or like somewhere that Maravaggio would know and then the true church might be like huh well that doesn't make any sense I, w- I would honestly fear for anybody who intercepted that message and then still tried to fuck with us <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but you know, we we have a very powerful uh, boss in this mission. <laughs> very true. Um, so I think we should send that sending message off. But I agree that um, exact uh, whereabouts might not be the best thing to give over the open air. Might be best to also figure out the win part first. Just say we're back on your point oh. of. No, no, no. <laughs> what it, the, it's going to say it's going to say exactly exactly this. Gonna say Yetus Yetus Ellipticus Ronald Reagan ever see. <laughs> Yetus Yetus Ellipticus Ronald Reagan ever see. Can't. <laughs> what? Decode that. <laughs> Wait, we're we're overthinking this. We need to be vague. We don't need to be cryptic. Although, if we're that cryptic, what she'll do is she'll just scry us. Yeah, true. But uh, all right, get a tutored IQ. It telling you. (laughs) All right, go for it. Sure, I already already sent it. Let's see. That that was was an informative talk and it was not like me asking for permission <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <Just> informing us <laughs> oh by the way guys yeah i took the spell slot off it's fine <sighs> well what's the response <laughs> um okay <laughs> yetus yetus diabetes uh, Ronald Reagan. Does Ronald, Ronald Reagan, Reagan exist in this universe? Uh, no. Ronald Reagan was... He's like a shop clerk in a fucking Aldrax who... Let's go burn his shop down. Ronald Reagan <laughs> was the Aldraxan minister of economy from 576 <laughs> to uh, 583 post-hatching. <laughs> Careful, we might alienate some of our viewers. No, we were, well, we're not. Uh, no, if they're if they're this far in, they're with us. Yeah, they're, they're staying. They anyway. probably weren't alive for the Reagan years or sentient enough to yeah. care. I I don't imagine we have too many like trickle down economist <laughs> listeners. Yeah, 
anyways, they've got, they've got other podcasts. <laughs> the reply was the reply was a winky face emoji. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great. Fucking send, nailed send it. Send back, back <laughs> on Prime Materia. Please nope. advise. No. Mm. We got it. We, we've got it. We're already Chet, good. We got Chet, your the, stuff. The existence oh, the of a sending says, message. I got you. Okay. No, the existence of a sending message implies that we're back on the Prime Material. It can't go yeah. cross plane. She doesn't know. In what part of that clued her in that it was us? You can tell me what's wrong. You know who it's yeah, you know who, you know who yeah. sends the message. Huh? You, you know the sender. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah. It's magic. It's in the, like, it's like Why, a text message. You know yes, who sent it. I understand it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a psionic ability. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the Abbey. Okay. Desmond, by the time you reach the Abbey of the Eversea, um, the constant casting of Ray of Frost has left you quite exhausted um literally so you take two levels of exhaustion yikes okay and i um i i get him to stoop down a little bit and i put some uh i put some silver pieces in his shoes to give him a little bit of uh like he like hunches forward instinctively now and he's he's a very old man his beard is white and speckled I, and he has seen probably, eons. You should probably take the captain's hat off too. I, oh, I've already, I'm wearing it. <laughs> I would also like to point out that the last time Desmond was sighted, you know, was on the very, seas very around old. the Abbey, he was older. Yeah, I'm like 30 oh. years older, remember? Oh yeah. shit, yeah, you're right. No, okay. yeah. Never yeah. mind, then yeah, we want you looking as spry as possible. Um, so yeah, his hair is slicked back. It's dark and lustrous. Um, the dye runs a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> as long as just, we don't have to give him just a press keep conference. going through the press conference. It's fine. Um, and Fall Rock is wearing the captain's hat because I know uh, someday. <laughs> All right. Um, we get to the Abbey. And I slap Desmond, aka Oi, aka Cabin Boy Bonzo. Cabin Boy Bonzo. Yep. God. Square between the shoulders. Bonzo's just a nickname. That's just what we all call him. It's a. There's a funny story behind it, but it would take too long to tell. Maybe just start yelling Bonzai. Bonzai. Right. So you arrive at the sort of outer docks of the Eversea, and there is a a small-ish crowd of people who have gathered there to watch you <coughs> sort of um, frozone your way over from where you appeared out of thin air <laughs> to, to the Abbey. Um, several people wearing clerics robes several wearing the traditional uh sort of like monk outfits that's the more uh martially inclined members of the abbey uh wear during their training and they're not projecting a threatening air but they are also not projecting a terribly welcoming air as you <laughs> as you arrive 
Um, uh, I kind of tuck the captain's hat under my arm and wave. Cause I, I should recognize it, or some of those people should at least recognize me. Yes, you, you do recognize a handful of individuals and Daggummit, I do not have any names prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder we left why. Turn. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's Brunkles, and Wallace is there too, and so is Skechers. <laughs> <laughs> Brunkles, Wallace, and Skechers. Yeah. They're they're like a monk trio. They all they Some all got of the you just like look down time. at your shoes or something. <laughs> <laughs> um this is not sketchers is his surname mind you he comes from a long line of artists good lord when did this website get so granular i just went to fantasy name generators.com right classic yeah i haven't been here in a while i clicked fantasy names and there are i probably somewhere between 50 and 75 subcategories Oh my god. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, it starts with alien names. Uh, just... I I use real names as my fantasy name generator these days just because I feel like it's more controllable. I'm I don't gonna, know. I'm, uh, well, I'm going to skip Nephilim names or uh, rock names, satyr and fauna names, lich names. I, here, non-magic usernames. That seems... What? Eddie oh, Ryder Shepherd. No, this is for like a class of people who like this is the fantasy muggle equivalent name generator. Uh, Stan Everyman. Good lord. <laughs> Ollie Snake Eyes Hughes. I, actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna paste this whole list because I think these are all great Abby names. <laughs> I like Perry the Bullet. They've too, already though. got their monk call signs. <laughs> Yeah. Good you know, old like blind Isaac. Do. Isaac the blind Gilmore. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh goodness. I just generate generate names for me, please. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it the old fashioned way. And pull out Xanathar's guide. Oh boy. This all stays in. This yeah. Is... No, our audience deserves to know what kind of struggle I am having to endure because of your actions. Alchemist Club. They don't come for the audio quality. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Falrock, you you recognize? Um, let's just say uh, there's there's Carrick, and to save time for myself. Uh, it's a long-standing and well-known custom that when you join the Abbey of the Eversea, you give up your family name. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, now I have questions about Falrock. Falrock left. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it back. Oh, yeah. okay. You give it. Yeah, you give it to the Eversea. Uh, there's Carrick and Janal, and frantically flips pages. That's um, a weird name. Uh, how many A's and how many L's in Janal? G E N N A L. Oh, okay. Um, how many A's in Frantic? And is it frantically flips pages with hyphens, or is Saffron. that Saffron? <laughs> flips pages. <laughs> and uh, 
Janal. Is he right. friends with Janal? Carrick, Janal. And Saffron? Carrick, Janal, Saffron, Janal. And that's everybody you recognize. There are other people here that you don't. Okay. And I wave and give a winning smile to the crowd. And I say, hello. You're probably wondering how we got here. Tardrex, it, it's fine. They, they kind of know me. It's all right. Fear not. We come in peace. Hi, um, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. It's, Hi. it's your boy. Um, me. So, funny thing about teleportation magic, it doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. Um, that wasn't teleportation magic. That was divine intervention. <laughs> and that ship, oh, it was a bad ship anyway. Uh, you don't, don't Terrible worry about ship. it. Yeah. Last time I ever let a gnome sell me a ship, let me tell you. They, right. the welcoming so party, as one, raise a single eyebrow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, still Fall Rock 1 2. Mm -hmm. God, yeah, yeah, this Abbey's just going to be full of people like Fall Rock, isn't it? Uh, nope, not at all. <laughs> We'll see. Probably more uptight. People, people much more well put together than me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Saffron, yeah, who is crowd. sort of the highest ranked member here, uh, sort of takes a half step forward and says, uh, Falrock, welcome back. Would you care uh, to explain why you appeared out of nowhere in the middle of the Eversea with Four, strange, four strangers and made an ice bridge over and sort you know, of how we got to this particular conversation that we're having right now? All right. Uh, long and short of it is, we were lost. Uh, these are my compatriots, by the way. Uh, we've, we've been through a lot. Uh, we got lost, and the teleportation magic was supposed to take us to a different... Uh, body of water, and much closer to shore, uh, the opposite happened. And, uh, yeah, we were in a bit of a pinch. A uh, sea monster kind of attacked us. So, yeah. Get Teleportation under pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, not... Did, did not go well. We're, we're very lucky. Um, so, yeah. Hi. What, uh, day, it, what day is it? <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not. We're, I'm kind of questioning a lot of stuff about that teleportation, actually. Um, oh yeah, what day is it? <clears throat> Who's the president? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the emperor of Jux? <laughs> um, Jux the second. <gasps> <gasps> You've been teleported to an alternate universe where everything is the same, except. Every instance of the word Jux has an E on the end. Oh, oh my god. Including Terra Jux's name. <gasps> you mean Terra Jux? <laughs> Terra oh, Juxy. Terra Juxy Heiko E. <laughs> uh, Saffron kind of frowns at you and gives, gives the current date, which is the same day that you went down into the vaults. Oh, thank god. Well, that's okay. convenient. All right, yeah. <laughs> Wow, so we actually gained some time. Or it just took as many hours as we thought it did. 
Well, but like we we or did time a, we time down there. Time moves slower down there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Saffron <laughs> gives you all a very confused look. <laughs> we were supposed to go get something out of a vault that was uh, going through planar chaos. Uh, to be frank about it, and yeah, it it was a mess. Right. Well. We're happy to have you back, Falrock. Can you vouch for your compatriots here? Yes, although we will not be staying. Uh, we, we'll stay here and help, assist, uh, earn our keep there. for as long as we must. <laughs> what was that, uh, sir? I'm sleepy and need rest bad. Well, we can provide you <laughs> with beds, I suppose. Blue cleric needs sleep badly. <laughs> <laughs> Bigly tired. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to be looking to get to uh, to one of the ships headed shore as soon as we can. Right. Well, nobody's at dock right now, but we're expecting a shipment in a couple of days, I suppose. We'll uh, send a message out to the captain and let them know that they should expect passengers back out. This is very strange, Fall Rock. Like, yep. What's all Fall Trust me. I'm living it. <laughs> I double finger strange. pistols and say, life's strange. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow. And then you hear the sound of somebody cracking all of their knuckles in very rapid succession. And a um. nine foot tall minotaur skeleton dressed like an 18th century pugilist appears out of thin air next to saffron there's our ride <laughs> it looks like we may not be staying <clears throat> and indeed maravaggio uh says how the hells did you guys end up here we'll explain <laughs> it when we're somewhere private yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Conversation for. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Laurie, uh, Laurie sent me to pick you up. So everybody, hold hands. I Saffron. Uh... Nice meeting you, Saffron. Nice meeting yeah. you, Janal. Nice meeting you, Danal. Nice meeting Boy, you, Carrie. Boy, will you all have a story for the rest? <laughs> Please uh, give my regards to the abbess. Uh, I wish you all serenity upon the waters. Uh, and further enlightenment as you go. Yidus, yidus, expeditus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Farrakh uh, bows and then takes hands up with the rest of them. All right. Uh, Maravaggio puts his enormous minotaur skeleton hand on Terajux's shoulder. And... Pulls out a tiny pair of like opera glasses and a scroll with his other hand, and he reads the text <laughs> in a very like flat monotone voice, like he's like he's learned this by rote. <clears throat> um, there is the sound of knuckles cracking in reverse. Oh, and, <laughs> and you vanish. The, well, I should say, the Abbey vanishes. Um, you all feel as though you are being disassembled at a molecular level and reassembled somewhere else. 
It's like like yeah. transporters in Star Trek. It tingles. There's a tingling sensation. And the next thing you see is the uh, a different body of water, the the lake, Laurie's Lake. Uh, you are standing out on the sort of casino deck that extends out a little ways onto that particular lake. And I think that's probably a good place to uh, to call the session. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us here for our 101st episode of The Alchemist Club. Still kind of hard to believe that we have that many episodes. Yeah. Um, I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for this thrilling D&D adventure. I had no idea this was going to happen. Um, very exciting. I... I'm going to have to throw out all of the notes that I had. Say, don't, don't like just the deleted couple pages of uh-huh. a document. Um, so, uh, thanks again for joining us. If you wish to get in touch with the Alchemist Club, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Play, and Google Podcasts. Uh, stop on by, leave us a nice review, tell your friends. We do not have any form of, you know, advertising or anything like that. Word of mouth is the only way more people are going to learn about the show. Uh, so if you enjoy listening to it, and if you are 101 episodes in, I'm going to guess you probably do, um, let them know. Pass it along. <sighs> Am I missing anything? Nope. Nope. Got it in one. Awesome. Uh, right, so our intrepid astral sailors here today were... Daniel, playing Shedfleek. Cahill, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leyland. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjax. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>